0: Edward James almost stands and delivers. Carrot Top chairs the board and HBO cuts off the wire. This
1: week on 302010 302010, 302010. Three decades every show sometimes associated videos. 302010, 302010. The prices are awaiting if we're going to the 80s and the 90s and 2000s.
0: Welcome, everyone, to 302010, the Internet's pop culture time machine, taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past. That's right. This week, we will be covering March 9th through the 15th, 1988, 1998, and 2008. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Uh,
2: I'm Fred Savage in an adult's body, Diana Goodman. All
0: right. Uh, well, yes, yeah, just me and Di today, uh, but yep. we have a lot of fun movies to talk about, and it's going to get real tropey really, really fast. So hang <laughs> tight, everyone. So yes, with 30 2010, looking at the world of movie, TV, news, video games, music, 30, 20, and 10 years ago. This is the period of March 9th to the 15th. What is some of the news for 1988?
2: Um, The only piece of news I found that I thought was interesting, uh, March 13th, 88, uh, I always say it wrong, but Gallaudet University, which is a university for deaf folks that was opened in 1864, 30 years ago, they finally had their own deaf president. Really? Yeah, all that time. I mean, 1864, it's like, wow, that's pretty, like, progressive, the idea of, like, no, we should have a full university for deaf folks to not just, you know, learn to get along in the world, but, like, go to college like anybody else. Wow. And they never had a president that was also in their shoes.
0: Yeah, and I hear he was really good, except terrible listener. Oh, uh, I wanted a real spit take. I was waiting for you to drink. I was waiting for you to drink something. Oh, okay. Damn it. Anyway, dude,
2: I have heard, though. um, I had no (laughs) I didn't mean that way. I had I had a professor who Mm -hmm. played football in college and they played against uh, I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong. Gallaudet. Um, But he said that they like always kicked their butts. I mean, Gallaudet always kicked everyone's butts because when you're playing football against deaf folks, Mm -hmm. when they get hit, they don't know what noise they're making. So they would make these horrible sounds. Oh, God. You know, whenever there was a tackle, there would just be these screams.
0: You must know I'm doing everything in my power to not do an impression of what that sounds like. Yeah. This is me growing. You're hearing it on mic.
2: Good for you.
0: Uh, Moving into the movies of 1988. March 9th through the 15th. uh, Good morning, Vietnam is still number one at the box office, but its days are numbered.
2: Its days are numbered, but again, December.
0: Yeah. It did come out in December. Yeah. That's kind of, that's remarkable longevity for 1988. That's that's damn near Crocodile Dundee and Three Minute Baby numbers. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're in 1988. I have to remind people. Right. But uh, other movies that came out, Masquerade with Rob Lowe, Meg Tilly, and Kim Cattrall.
2: Yep. I miss Meg Tilly. I like Jennifer Tilly too, but I miss Meg Tilly. Uh, Where did I know
0: Meg Tilly from? The Big Chill? Uh, no, but uh, sure, keep going. The of God? <laughs> nope, nope, not at all.
2: Oh, I've seen Big okay. Chill. Okay. But uh, Masquerade, the only interesting thing I found about it is it's written by Dick Wolf, uh, creator of all the law and laws and orderses. Um, and it got pretty good reviews. It's, you know, a, a twisty, sexy thriller where someone's going to kill someone's husband and then someone else gets killed and then there's setups and double crosses and blah. Well, I, and speaking blah.
0: of double crosses in an action-packed thrill ride, we have uh, Off Limits... Uh, what are they? What are, two people, Gregory Hines and Willem Dafoe, have the worst law enforcement job in the world: plainclothes yeah. military men uh, stationed in Saigon, oh, who discover a ring of prostitutes that is being murdered. Mm-mm.
1: Civilians, troops, gangsters, deserters, dopers, black marketeers. I love this town. I'm starting to wonder about you, my man. McGriff and Perkins are GI cops. We got trouble. They are the only law on the streets of Saigon how many murders do you know of six or seven yeah people die here every day who cares it happened on our beats
0: that is, that is fantastic oh, uh, Willem
2: Dafoe is like not allowed to leave Vietnam at this per- time yeah, period yeah
0: you like, left him there in platoon yeah. he's been hanging out ever since maybe
2: he didn't die maybe he was just just really hurt and, and then he came back and he had amnesia
0: and I want to say that Buck McGriff and Allababy Perkins <laughs> they are great names for dogs <laughs> If you have if you have two little dogs, they should totally be Perkins and McGriff in honor of this film. <laughs> just just so it has some legacy. Uh, but this I love this because like I can't tell if this is the beginning of like these formulaic 80s movies mm. or we're in the middle of it. but these we these next two movies are the most cliche of cliches. yeah. Uh, and the first one, the first one, like my dad fucking loved this movie. I've seen it a, a ton movie. of times. Is
2: a, the first one is a good movie. And the second the, one is not.
0: It's the first one that I can remember to do the, what is it, The Teacher with a Heart of Gold Who Saves the Inner City School. Mm-hmm. Stand and Deliver.
2: Your money or your life.
0: At a tough school,
1: someone had to take a stand, and someone did. Now the critics stand up and cheer for Stand and Deliver.
0: I love that. The critics love the movie. Yeah, it was a, this is a huge hit. Um Yeah. Yeah, you know, my again, my dad loved it. I a negative times a negative equals a positive. I have a ton of lines in it in my brain. Mm-hmm. Lou Diamond Phil- Phillips and Edward James almost. I don't yeah. think I can't think of another more famous movie for him. Maybe Blade Runner. But no, uh, no,
2: I think this is it. This yeah. is you know, when I think Edward James almost in a movie, I, I tend to think of this because he's he's so good in it. I mean, it's based on a true story of uh, high school. Uh, teacher, a high school math teacher in East L.A. who's like, why aren't we teaching these kids calculus? And all, They're all like, this school is too rough and they can't get that. We're just trying to make sure they don't get shot. And look out this cholos over there can't <laughs> learn calculus. And he's like, no, if you actually like put the effort in the kids will put the effort in and and it's a big yay happy success story I'm just
0: glad I saw this first before Lean on Me Dangerous Minds (laughs) like every other movie that does this idea it's happened a lot Uh, but this one I guess is probably the most respected I'm gonna call it first this one I can't the next movie I can't truly speak for because man one of my favorite Ben Stiller Show sketches in the universe. Mm. Metallica were notorious for not allowing movies and commercials to use their music mm-hmm. and when they finally did it was for that West Memphis 3 documentary oh, okay. uh, but Ben Stiller Show had a sketch that like what made you break your rule Metallica and lending your songs to a movie it's like well this story this movie was really personal to us it's about a dad that switches places with his son and It's just something I thought it was so fucking funny because there were like nine of these movies that came out at the exact same time.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we're talking about vice versa. Vice
0: versa, we not Freaky Friday. We not like Father Like Son.
2: Right. We had we had like Father Like Son like late last year. Yes. We have Big coming up (laughs) in a couple months.
0: Why does this keep happening? But I don't hate any of these movies, by the way. You
2: know what's freaking bizarre though is to find out vice versa with that title and this premise. Is like a book from the 19th century huh? and has been like was first adapted for film in 1918.
0: This is a remake.
2: This is a multiple remake. There have been radio versions. There have been stage versions. What? And they just uh, trotted out again with freaking Judge Reinhold and Fred I mean, Savage. Yeah, man. if you're if
0: you were in the 80s, there's no way you missed. Vice versa, starring Fred <laughs> Savage and Judge Reinhold. Look at this this hack fucking trailer opening.
1: On me, Dad. I've been up since six, and I have a very tough day ahead. I wish I could change places with you. Well, I wish I could too. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so,
0: wonder what's going to happen. Uh, but yes, that's exactly what happens. My memory of this is the poorest, but uh yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing, at least the nothing. third best. Father switches places with his. <laughs> His son movies. I'm a Freaky Friday man myself.
2: I prefer uh, original Freaky Friday. Love
0: that Jodie Foster. And if you think that shit gets weird, wait until we get into the television of
2: 1988. Okay, can I just say one more no, thing about, about Stand and Deliver? Oh, yeah. Uh, kids, if you haven't seen the original Stand and Deliver, I, I think you should, especially if you are a South Park fan because I loved their stand and deliver episode it was only a couple years ago oh, really um I don't yeah remember. Where, where Cartman just wants to teach these keys they did a
0: parody they did a like few a couple, years ago several years ago where
2: Cartman has like a comb over and everything and I love the message of it which is like no I'm gonna teach these inner city keys just like we teach white keys <laughs> we're gonna teach them to cheat wow.
0: <laughs> well all right well moving into TV of 1988 uh, March 9th to the 15th this is gonna get more terrible as we go because it's just a bunch of crap oh, uh, but some yeah. some notable stuff in here a, sh- a pilot a full length uh, t- a movie pilot for the show Aaron's Way okay. and Aaron's Way I don't know what that name means but it's a fish out of water drama very serious drama about a family of Amish people who moved to California what? Uh, yeah I'll, I'll let the trailer explain more
2: it was supposed to be a drama or a sitcom? drama oh no
1: Country. For Aaron Miller's family, it's the only world they've known. That seems not so bad to me. Until the love of family would make them abandon this life forever. The woman in California carries our first grandchild in her womb. Their journey will take them farther than they ever imagined.
0: Merlin Olson stars in a world premier movie, Aaron's Way, Wednesday. Aaron's Way would oh. go on to become a one-season show.
2: Wow, it actually became a show?
0: <laughs> yeah, I believe it did. Uh, but yes, everything else is uh, pretty crappy. We also have, uh, during the week of March 9th to the 15th...
2: I wonder if they learned that, like, simple farm values are missing in this workaday modern world.
0: Yeah, I don't know how it's a drama, because all I can think of from looking at clips and reading about it is
2: kingpin
0: no is, well, <laughs> well now i can't disassociate it no star trek four like spock 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 uh the vulcan nerve pinch on a punk rock dude um but we also have scott Vacula's uh first failed sitcom Ooh. uh eisenhower and lutz it had 13 episodes
1: Man, some sound advice from eisenhower and lutz just in case you didn't know, Highway Patrol don't accept heat and the call of nature as an excuse for speeding. Monday. Whatever.
0: it's what? Eisenhower, the Are name... Are they lawyers? Scott Bakula is a lawyer named Lutz who increases his business flow by just adding the name Eisenhower to the name of his firm, and oh. there is no Eisenhower. I'm assuming hilarity would have gotten there had it gotten, gotten further than 13 episodes. Uh, this is what I think is really fun, and I'm glad you're here, Diana, in a little... Older than me. Do you remember Sid and Marty Croft?
2: Oh, yes. You do? I do.
0: I saw... There was a little, like, boomer marathon on, like, Nick at Night back in the day. I saw it. I found it pretty unwatchable as a kid.
2: Yeah. No, I... I, No. Lidsville and... H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. Uh... Uh, banana Splits show Land Sigmund, of the Time Forgot Sigmund the
0: Sea Monster the sea,
2: Land oh. of the Time for or not Land of Time Forgot
0: Lost oh my uh, god there was a Will Ferrell movie based yeah. on it um, lost oh my god I lost it uh, but just
2: not Land Before Time uh,
0: uh, the Land of Time Forgot
2: no it's not that's what I just said it's not that. I hate that show
0: Land of the Lost that's it
2: same thing that's
0: what it is Land of the Lost Whatever. but Sid and Marty Croft were like uh, like D-level Jim Henson's yeah. Uh, but were super pervasive in the 70s with, like, these weird s- Sesame Streety, but notorious now for being incredibly psychedelic. Yeah. And Mr. Show, as a, if you've ever seen that Mr. Show sketch, The Altered State of Drugachusets, <laughs> where, like, I've never really watched much of their programming. It does look fucking meant for stoners. Yeah. So this one-time special from Sid and Marty Croft that aired on March, uh, March 9th in 1988, how do you... How do they deny drug references? It's called the Red Eye Express. Oh my God. The Red Eye Express, Diana. It gets fucking weirder. This is a variety show uh, featuring some celebrities, but also a ton of celebrity puppets, being Sid and Marty Croft, Fake Cher, Fake Nixon. Oh boy. Uh, hosted by Ron Reagan, what? the president's son, is the host of this variety show. And this one episode, I believe, had an appearance from Gloria Stefan, Chuck Berry, and Rick Astley. Wow. Doing Never Gonna Give You Up, there is almost no, some huge Chuck Berry fan has <laughs> has like put footage on, on online. I was not able to find this because I really wanted to. It sounded so weird. But uh, we have a bit of promo. Thankfully, those maniacs who upload just commercial breaks, I mm-hmm. was able to dig in and find this one violence against Asians Saturday night at 7 on channel 7 that was not the right one
2: are they (laughs) for it or against it and why you gotta put that ding ding ding
0: ding
2: should you kill Asians tonight at 11
0: (laughs) I think it might be bad uh but here's a real promo for Sid Marty Cross Red Eye Express
1: it's coming at you the Red Eye Express hosted by Ron Reagan it's a nightclub for the whole family featuring Chuck Berry Paul Rodriguez Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine Rick Astley and many more the place to be for anyone who's oh anyone and some who are you know who I am is Sid and Marty Cross Red Eye Express Wednesday
0: Laser Time listeners know my Nixon is way better
2: Okay, so the the puppets of the celebrities are, they're not as disturbing as spitting image. Yeah. But they're a little disturbing. And the Cher one, she's dressed like she was at the Oscars. <laughs> oh. Like, right at the same time. So they did a fast turnaround on that Cher puppet.
0: Uh, and this also has the distinction of being the lowest rated thing of the entire month uh, to air. <laughs> Sid Martycroft's Red Eye Express. I, I didn't want to dig too deep into their history. Just because, like, I think it was the beginning of the end for them. And
2: they're past to uh, where people were paying attention.
0: Yeah, I, I just remember briefly as a teenager the boomer nostalgia wave of, like, learning what this is, trying yeah. to watch it. It's awful. So uh, but, anyways, for what you actually might remember seeing is uh, this is season one of Full House. Wow. Right? And the episode uh, The Seven Month Itch uh, aired, part one, because it is a two parter. Oh, no. Uh, the Seven Month Itch, I believe, is a reference to Uncle Jesse hasn't been fucking. Uh, he's moved into this house there's three kids he's making lunches Uh, I mean Joey's constantly cock blocking him John Stamos has not gotten any stanky in his hang down and leaves Mm. he leaves the house the kids are devastated and we have a two-parter episode with a huge cliffhanger Uh, here is Bob Saget uh, Danny Tanner and Joey Gladstone Dave Coulier picking up a note
1: guys I didn't want to wake anybody up, so I left this note. I need to get away for a while. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know when I'll be back. Or even if I will be back. I don't think it's working out for me here. I'll call soon. Tell the girls I love them. Jesse.
0: The girls are going to have to find out. Jesse, let's remember is an adult. Yeah. His room, fully furnished, looks like a Johnny Rockets. <laughs> that motherfucker ran away. He didn't leave. He ran away from home.
2: But he's a grown-up. He's you a grown-up. You can't run away from home when you're a grown-up. You, you just go on vacation.
0: Not when you leave your guitar collection and jukeboxes in the fucking painted ladies, like okay. million-dollar homes. Yeah, that. Yeah, and he ran. So he's
2: with, on vacation.
0: He goes. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'll have to say the next episode where he goes. And <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if Uncle Jesse comes back.
2: Is he going to go hang out with the Beach Boys? No,
0: not not quite yet. The show. I'm 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 kind of curious where the show was in popularity at this point hmm. because I grew up knowing Full House from syndication. I thought I think I saw very few episodes new. Um, but yes, also our annual reminder: fuck Fuller House. Don't watch that. I was reading how much of a fucking ratings boon that is for Netflix, and like <clears throat> it doesn't make any sense all these things that keep breaking records on Netflix are bad movies and bad shows Dude. and they're filled with good movies and good shows but
2: if it, if it supports things like American Vandal then that's, it's true. Okay. that's true that's true depressing things great.
0: like Flinttown which I made the mistake of watching oh. to, to get undepressed it did not work <laughs> uh, but that's the most notable thing uh, sitcom wise a bunch of sitcoms came and went coming of age uh, Starring Paul Dooley and Phyllis Miller, a sitcom about a retired couple.
2: I love Paul Dooley. I love though. Paul Dooley. Breaking we, we, away. We, yeah, we've already had. Well, Golden Girls has been a huge hit. Mm-hmm. We've already had Empty Nest has started. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're uh, we're everyone's trying out their own old people show, I guess.
0: Yep, and this one did not work out so well. The recipe for
1: a healthy relationship.
2: Good morning, neighbors.
1: Unconditional love. Oh, that's wonderful. Respect. And honesty. You're the youngest person I know. That's because we're living in a mausoleum. Paul Dooley is coming of age Monday, October
0: t- <sighs> Paul Dooley. I love hearing Paul Dooley's name shouted out like that. It's yeah, forever he, never, to learn his name. he
2: never gets a star in things. He's always, he, he's always been a hey, it's that guy for a couple episodes here and there. And he's so funny all the time.
0: Uh, and there is a, an episode, a, a, tr- a new show also debuts the same day on the same network, Trial and Error. If I'm not mistaken... All it, these
2: debuts things, we're, we're mid-season replacements yes, right here. Yes, yes. So there,
0: there's not a lot writing on them. So mm. I, if I'm not mistaken, having done all this stupid research, this is a show about two Latino Americans who move in together, but one's a lawyer and one's a t-shirt vendor. And I'm guessing <laughs> being on Red Eye Express, uh, Paul Rodriguez was promoting his appearance on this show. Uh. Which, which career type do you think he plays? But Diane, I'm glad you're here for this because I know you're a Moonlighting fan. Yep. This is a pretty notorious episode that aired on March fifteenth. Um, here's le- here's living with you, kid. Uh, this is the first episode of Moonlighting ever to not feature to feature neither Bruce Willis or Sybil Shepherd. Oh, to focus entirely on Curtis Armstrong's character. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. not in the episode because behind the scenes wasn't their turmoil. They didn't get along.
2: Yeah, there was turmoil. They didn't get along. Uh, I think we're in we're into a writer's strike now in '88, mm. um, which is probably a lot of people blame it for helping kill off Moonlighting and Cagney and Lacey that mm. they just mentioned. Um, yeah, there was just it was constant chaos behind the scenes like Sybil Shepherd actually got pregnant and Bruce Willis is off doing a movie which one we'll tell you later but you've seen it and uh, it's a Christmas movie oh I hate that <laughs> Um, and I mean once that happens like he's a huge star they didn't get along scripts took forever to get done mm-hmm. and no one knew when a new episode would be on because it would just take so long so yeah they just kind of started doing episodes where like that focus on
0: the, let's the secondary just, characters <laughs> let's just
2: do the supporting characters And they're fun, though. But the supporting characters are a lot of fun, but it's like, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah,
0: and I think this is, it's probably about the, because they can pop up at the beginning or end and say, hello, what have you been doing all day? Hope you haven't been up to anything crazy.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they used to, they would get B-plots all the time. Agnes Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, what's Curtis Armstrong's character? Booger? Sure, let's call him (laughs) Booger. Um, You know, they would get B-plots sometimes, Mm -hmm. but to get moved up to just, we're just having a whole episode. And I don't know if it's this one or there's another one where, like, something happens and they're like why, do, why don't we call Stubble Shepherd and Bruce Willis and, and the character literally just yells they're not in this episode because <laughs> Moonlighting all, was an awesome show that would break the fourth wall and seasons two and three everyone should watch
0: and what's the title in reference to Here's Living With You Kid
2: Casablanca so it's
0: also jam-packed with Casablanca references and the shots and the dialogue so I figured you would really like this one Uh, moving to the games of 1988 March 9th to the 15th none fucking none or at least there are no records of stuff believe me I tried to look that doesn't mean we don't have music Uh, Father Figure by George Michael is still number one there are new releases though Naked by the Talking Heads and uh, Viva Hates by Morrissey which includes Suede Head Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that's what we want to close out with so we will take you out with uh, Morrissey, Suede Head and we will meet you back in 1998 stay there people Was your vision right now? Mine, not so good. I wear glasses. Yeah, you probably didn't know that. You've never even seen me. I've always been curious about getting into contact lenses, but I've always been a little nervous about the cost. I don't have eye insurance. How many doctors do I have to talk to? All that. But Simple Contacts is making all of that easier and cheaper. And you, thirty twenty ten listeners, right now can save an additional thirty dollars by going to SimpleContacts.com/t3 and entering code T3 at checkout. You may have heard Diana's husband, Michael, talk about it a while back, and it sounds easy peasy, and you can reorder them from anywhere at your convenience. With simple contacts, you can even renew your prescription from your phone or computer, where it'll be reviewed by a licensed doctors, so you can reorder your contacts. How's that for technology? An eye exam on a phone. Bear in mind, this isn't a replacement for your periodic eye health exam, but at $20, it's a reliable and much cheaper way to make sure your eyes look healthy. Without insurance, all this would cost you hundreds of dollars. You can cut out all those doctor visits and annoying waiting rooms. And Jeff Guess when you think Simple Contacts couldn't save you any more money than that? They also ship to you absolutely free. And remember, you can save an additional $30 on your lenses by going to simplecontacts.com slash T3 and entering code T3 at checkout. And with The Way by Fastball off of All the Pain Money Can Buy, which is out this week. This has yeah. the distinction of I've Seen This Band Live. Hmm. As, as far as one hit wonders goes, I, I think this song is great.
2: I it's, I wh- love this song. The, song. the the story behind it is incredibly tragic, but hmm, I've had this it? song stuck in my head for days. Never get
0: old and great.
2: Uh, it's about a couple that I believe maybe they both had dementia or Alzheimer's and they started driving and they got lost and then they just kept driving. And really? Then They... <laughs> For days and days, and then they died.
0: What? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's such they a were, happy song. They were
2: founded. I know, and it sounds like, oh, get out on the open road and oh, go live uh-huh, your life. And it's like, when well, you find out the backstory, you're like, oh, this sounds... Really well,
0: what an awesome thing to write a song about it's so sad would it make you happier if we said they were like kidnapped by aliens sure Or maybe they found the bodies uh,
2: maybe they elevated oh. it into like a new plane beyond physical existence <laughs>
0: and just because you're hearing the band fastball so you gotta know you're in 1998 March 9th through the 15th other uh, albums out this way, out the, out this week. Uh, new releases, uh, Tin Planet by Space, the Chinese album by Space Hog, uh, Are You Jimmy Ray by Jimmy Ray, uh, Pilgrim <laughs> by Eric Clapton, and uh, Snake Bit Love by Motorhead. Obviously, My Heart Will Go On is going to be number one for a while. Just get out of the way. Yeah. Titanic owns 1998. Um, speaking of which, Titanic is still number one at the box office. Of course. Um, but that doesn't mean other movies can't come out. We have uh, God Said Ha, The Julia Sweeney uh, one-woman show, it's, I want to say it's fantastic, but it's like one of the first things of these I ever saw. I was an SNL nerd, Mm -hmm. I kind of was followed what anybody in the cast was doing, and I just never saw anybody give, do a one-anybody show at this point. Mm -hmm. But because I liked her on SNL, it's a horrible story. It's Um,
2: about how she had cancer,
0: she had cancer, her brother got cancer, oh, uh, and, and how they all had to move back in with her to take care of one another oh, during this awful period of her life. It's funny, but mm. it's supposed to be funny, but it's like, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not stand-up. I couldn't find a great clip of it, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing is on YouTube. Mm. Uh, and it's brought to you by Quentin Tarantino. Um, yeah, I forget. She had a story about meeting him. I forgot what it was. I think I heard it on WTF, but she... She's standing next to Harvey Keitel briefly in Pulp Fiction.
2: Yeah, I always wondered, like, you, I, wh- what is her
0: relationship with this guy? What? Yeah. <laughs> Are you his daughter? Are you his girlfriend? She sort
2: of walks up and is like, hi. Hi.
0: Quentin hi. said I could be in the movie. Okay. Julia Sweeney of It's Pat fame. <sighs> um, we also have a movie you uh, probably more people saw. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Malkovich, Gabriel Byrne, Giroir de Perdue, <laughs> and Jeremy Irons in The Man in the Jeremy Iron Mask. Some of
2: this is legend, but at least this much is fact. When rioting citizens of France destroyed the Bastille, they discovered within its records this mysterious entry. Prisoner number 64389000, the man in the iron mask.
0: Did I say this had Jeremy Irons in it? Uh, And the word iron in it?
2: This movie (laughs) has possibly the most out-of-whack talent in the movie to quality of movie ratio. Huh. This movie's awful. <laughs> it is so bad. It is written and directed by the guy who wrote Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, real bad. Like, I, it's hard to tell who knows that they're in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I Jeremy of,
0: Irons never seems to.
2: He well, he's always committing. I feel like Malkovich commits. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gabriel Byrne maybe he knows. Well, this sure Adebayo does not care. Did, and DiCaprio it's I don't know. Did DiCaprio, he might have just been high the whole time.
0: Well, he he didn't have a giant role in this, but I no. think the marketing because of the success of Titanic, oh yeah. Like this was like we got a leo movie everybody look we got a leo movie and this was going to be kind of a small little thing before mm-hmm. titanic was an ex- like exploded but this is yep. technically leo's follow-up to titanic yeah and so i remember i know a lot it of people is... saw it and like came out really disappointed who would not have seen it otherwise <laughs> without that raised profile
2: it is so so bad and it's such a it's such a bummer to have you know those four guys as you know aging musketeers like what what I want from this is like a Robin and Marion kind of movie mm. about like how they're like you know they they've like fallen into legend and all the big tall tales about them, but they're really just some guys. And instead, it's just like super big attempts at this overwrought drama that's so. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Uh, I love it when you hate a movie.
2: Everybody is... This is one of my favorite bad movies of, I guess you <laughs> call it recent years, but it's 20 years now. Because everything is so overwrought. It's like a parody of this kind of movie instead of being this kind of movie. I mean, there's a point where, at the end, um, they all put on their old Musketeers uniforms, and mm-hmm. they charge at a bunch of other Musketeers. They're called Musketeers because they have guns. Okay, so they take out... <laughs> Derby irons bars. out of them, take out swords, and they start slow-mo charging at a bunch of dudes with guns. And they're slow-mo charging, but the guns are, like, in regular time, long <laughs> enough for, like, the head of them to be, like, such valor. <laughs> and then, like, none of them get shot because I guess all the musketeers decided not to shoot You gotta them. get that
0: movie into at a PG but rating.
2: it's really weird to have slow-mo over here in regular motion over here, just in time for that kind of... Yeah. such a valor how do they, how
0: do they, the temporal disconnect is incredible
2: it's like well I mean yeah it's good I mean you got time before they get here they're running in <laughs> slow-mo it's bad I, I,
0: I did not expect you to call this the worst movie of the week because in March 9th to the 15th a much more notable terrible movie Carrot Top's Chairman of the Board the one and only <gasps> Carrot Top starring vehicle in my town this movie came straight to the 50 cent check and run theater <laughs> oh, it, it had its premiere there I am not going to play you a, tri- a clip from the trailer. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to play one of my favoriteest clips uh, on the internet. My favorite ever talk show appearance. Norm MacDonald <laughs> is on Conan O'Brien, who is interviewing Courtney Thorne-Smith, the, uh, the leading lady of Carrot ch- chairman of the board. And Norm MacDonald does the most unprofessional thing I can imagine <laughs> someone doing on a talk show. And I fucking love this clip.
1: First of all. He's extraordinarily sweet. Nice guy. He really is. And Mm -hmm. he worked very hard, and he was adorable. And he worked with a lot of props and stuff, too, right? Not in the movie. Oh, in the movie, they took his props away? (laughs) they took his props away. That's a bad time to suddenly take away everything you know about comedy. You know, you've been using props now all your life for comedy. Now we're going to take them away when you make your first movie. Was he okay though with it? He was cool. He was great. He did a wonderful job. Did you have a scene where you and, and you, you and him embraced? Yeah, lots of making out. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but making out. All right. It's like nine and a half weeks, but carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing. Wow! I gotta check out that movie. Is it called Nine and a Half Seconds? <laughs> his like premature
0: ejaculator. <laughs> all right, I got I love this clip. This is even the best part. Uh, Laser Time's going to have a whole episode celebrating all Norm Macdonald appearances. And this oh, is God. among my favorite. It looks I've watched this so many times. It looks mean. It looks like the whole Conan crew was ready to set her up. Mm. To, Carrot Top. What did Carrot Top ever do to anybody? But he's a national punchline at this point. They have his yeah. picture ready to like throw in her face. And she's also promoting like the finale of Melrose Place too. Aww. But all they want to talk about is Carrot Top. Uh, and Norm MacDonald, uh, this clip on YouTube is called Norm Saves the Interview. Uh, because he keeps butting in. But this is at my actual favorite moment in talk show history, perhaps. Talk.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what happened? This is what happened. You know what happened? He said, nine and a half seconds, and I'm looking at him because I know there's more. <laughs> and I wait and wait, and I see the glimmer in the eye, and then Bang! I thought you were going to crack whore, but no. <laughs> but uh, what's the movie going to be called? Really? I
0: know what it's going to be called. Yeah, what's
1: that? <laughs> if it's got Carrot Top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. I <laughs> <laughs> Joe! She's in it. What about my Courtney <laughs> Thorne Smith sitting to your left is in the movie I'm going to go see it for <laughs>
0: oh, oh my god box office poison I that never ever doesn't make me laugh and of course Norm's not done
1: All right well there's this 2 hour season finale of Melrose Place there's this movie coming out Yes title undetermined at this point Chairman of the board Oh All right do something with that you freak <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D <laughs> what the fuck
0: Ugh, if you have any more uh, talk show appearances that are anything like this I want to hear one guest throw the end of the bus so hard oh Ugh. boy and that's, that's all I remember this movie for <laughs> I would never watch this fucking movie fuck chairman of the board listen to Laser Times or McDonald episode coming soon um, anyway moving to TV of uh, March 9th through the 15th 1998 uh, NBC's House Rules debuts who cares it sucks um, yeah, House Rules a Sitcom, one of those things that you had every opportunity. You're in between Friends and Suddenly Susan and uh. One Season Wonder. Uh, March 10th, uh, there will never be a more 90, 1998 statement in any of our episodes. Uh, the fourth annual Blockbuster Video <laughs> Awards airs on UPN.
2: Oh, sweet, geez. Neither of those
0: things exist anymore. Um, if, <gasps> I, I don't know if we talked about it here before. It's sort of fascinating, mm-hmm. uh, the show, just because it's not... It doesn't try to be any other kind of award show. It, it You literally cast your vote in blockbuster video. Mm-hmm. So it's all chosen by the people. It's not best performance. It's favorite. Because they wanted to celebrate people like, when's when's Jean-Claude Van Damme going to show up in an award show? He does very well for us on the action shelf. Maybe we can celebrate him here. So if you look at these categories, favorite actor, suspense, favorite actor, action. <laughs> Nicolas Cage won favorite actor, action and adventure for face off which i just saw in 35 millimeter in the theaters by the way oh, boy. it's hilarious linda hamilton is everyone's favorite actress in 1998 for for dante's peak what what jim carrey favorite comedian favorite uh my best friend's wedding julia roberts best best lady comedy you see how this shakes out you essentially have a mm. ton of different awards just to mention other actors this is not on youtube i could not i could not watch it uh, and this would not be the last blockbuster awards by any shot. Whoa! Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Also, on March 10th, uh, Showtime Extreme debuts. I know we're all very excited about that. If you have a good cable plan, what is that? Uh, it's just Showtime's action-oriented channel. <laughs> uh... This was. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even pay attention to that shit anymore. Um,
2: they just keep popping up on my cable box, and I just keep going. Oh, oh! I oh another, another another movie channel. channel, not to watch. Okay.
0: Thanks. Uh, and also on on, on March 11th is the premiere of Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. What's that about? Uh, <laughs> well, what's what it's remembered for, it was a struggling little comedy. I think that some critics were behind it. It went to about 80 episodes, but it also is notable for its debut of, like, Nathan Fillion and, most importantly, Ryan Reynolds hmm. as the star. I believe Shout Factory has gone so far to, like, They have a new release of the DVD because people finally remember the show. It almost made that sweet syndication money. Mm. Uh, But yeah, here's a clip of Ryan. Ryan Reynolds kind of being introduced to the world.
1: This explains a great deal. (laughs) It turns out that I've ingested my own meditation. (laughs) Medication. (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) Sharon, He's ruining my presentation. He's ruining my presentation.
2: Yes, we're all aware of that. <laughs> oh, he's got some late '90s hair. Yeah.
0: Oh, very late '90s oh, hair. Oh man.
2: Yeah. Super gelled, frosted tips.
0: Big, oh, big ass cargo jeans. Does not look good on him. Uh, but super, super young. He's like a diet Jim Carrey. He like mm. he also breaks out impressions. Uh, you can really see the talent in Ryan Reynolds. And I think he eventually like toned it down a bit and found who he is. And like, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds? Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, also. On March 11th, Significant Others' debuts on Fox. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, you might care about this, though, just because I didn't know it existed. On March 15th, uh, The Wonderful World of Disney airs the premiere of Mr. Headmistress. Uh, Harlan William. <laughs> I'll let the clip explain. This man on the run thought he had
1: a safe place to hide. You're dressed as the what? Welcome to Rawlings, Headmistress. Until he met the girls. Well, I'm used to a lot of hijinks where I've come from. She could have a killer health plan. Of Rawlings High.
0: So I'm guessing this is Disney burning out whatever contract they had with Harlan Williams. Uh, I'm a fan of the movie Rocket Man. I'll just say that. I don't know why. I got high a couple times, thought it was perfectly enjoyable. But
2: So Mrs. Doubtfire meets bosom buddies in a girl's school.
0: Yes, or you could say stand and deliver. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
0: yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire meets stand and deliver. Harlan Williams I dresses want, up like,
2: I want to, to teach this kids calculus.
0: It's ridiculous. This has, trying to find more clips of it, only Germany seems to care about this fucking film. So I have no idea Whoa. what that's about. Let us know, Deutschland listeners. Speaking of Disney, March 15th, PB&J auto debuts on the Disney Channel. A show created by Jim Jenkins. Doug yeah. ran for three seasons, 65 episodes. Uh, I am way too old to have seen this show. Uh and, yeah, and But this show, I know Diane and I were all about. Yep. Uh, on March 14th. The ninth season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 airs. Yeah. Uh, the Projected Man is the episode, and this season is fantastic. Although, kind of the beginning of the first end. Mm. This is the first season they had, the second season they had shortened in the middle. So instead right. of 20, 22 episodes, uh, Sci-Fi Channel brought them down to 13, and they would have one more short season after this. And that would be it until 2017? 2017, when we mm-hmm. finally got back Mystery Science Theater. Did you, were you following? I didn't actually get to see a lot of these on the Sci Fi channel.
2: I, I didn't, in first run, I didn't, because I didn't have Sci Fi channel until like 99. Yeah. So once I finally got Sci Fi channel, then I caught up. I think there are a couple I might have still missed. Yeah. I might, yeah. I, I mean, they're back. They are go done. Did them. you know they're
0: done with the DVDs?
2: I know. They're,
0: there's like no more episodes. Diane and I are super Mystery Science 50,000 yeah. fans. Um. Yeah. But this season was great. I think Sci Fi had kind of given them the orders to like, we want your show to you can only watch science fiction movies and we mm-hmm. want you to have a through line for the host segment yeah and this having is the season, a,
2: having a plot that goes from episode to episode is a bad idea yeah it, it, it wasn't terrible
0: work. but it, it time, doesn't work time chasers is in there it's a fucking great episode mm-hmm. uh, but you might you might wonder why they're in ancient rome but mm-hmm. uh, this is the season where they're just like never mind do what you do what you guys do mm-hmm. but you also have half the episodes this season mm-hmm. uh, but that show's great uh, love mystery science theater 3000 Anywho, um, games. Games of 1998, March 9th through the 5th. Thank God there's only one. World Cup 98. It is the first official FIFA World Cup game developed by EA, and they've been Uh making FIFA games ever since. Uh, They both seem to like their exclusivity, and I have nothing to say about their nefariousness as companies. (laughs) Anyway, well, you know what we got to go out with? If you're leaving 1998, there's no better way to go out with Are You Jimmy Ray, the debut song about the singer? that he wrote for himself it's the most ridiculous thing i ever heard it makes me but it makes me smile every time i think of it we will be back in 2008 people stay there like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew, then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first and see and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs> the Superman ride is like riding someone's intestine being let out in the Zero gravity of space It's like disgusting So many twists I was wondering what Holy doing shit that. That's My worst nightmare Came came to light The Superman one I, We shoot ourselves up And Charlie and I Are in the second row And like I've never seen this before The woman in front of us The first thing that happens We go upside down At the apex Hearts on you Everything falls out of oh, her. No. Of her. <laughs> oh no! Everything, you hit with, Like a lipstick, and then some tampons, Dude, and then a baby. It looked like a joke. It looked like a <laughs> cartoon character being shaken <laughs> oh, by the ankle. Like she. Government secrets fall out. It, yeah. Yes. License plates, <laughs> old boots. Like it was Hillary's email. Yes. Hillary's email server came out. Elvis. Like it all, it all came <laughs> out. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast, every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slashLaserTime.
2: Mr. Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of March 9th through 15th, man, I don't know what's going on, but 50 years ago in 1968 and 75 years ago in 1943, they've been kind of weak lately. Um, I mean, part of it is on the one hand, there's a massive war going on uh, in 43 and it's kind of like at the worst it's going to get. And so all the movies are very light and fluffy, like Abbott and Costello's It Ain't Hey, or Hello Frisco Hello, or Hoppy Serves a Writ. Sure, I'm sure there's something patriotic about war bonds somewhere in between. And uh, 50 years ago, 1968, well, like, everything was on fire, like, all the time. It was, like, the worst time politically like you read over the history it's like there's riots every couple weeks and when may hits it's going to really go crazy like in France so uh i'm going to recommend uh, one of the few good movies from 1933 85 years ago this week i recommended king kong a couple weeks ago and this week i'll recommend 42nd street which is a classic musical. It's full of cliches because this is where the cliches come from, unfortunately, but there's lots of chorus line dancers, and it's very, very mid-depression. Cheer up everybody. There's a whole, uh, we're in the money number where everyone's wearing these costumes made of coins and stuff, and because it's before the censorship code, a lot of side boob. You want to see Ginger Rogers' side boob? Here's where you see it, 42nd Street, big classic, crazy 30s musical. Uh, I recommend it. It's extremely silly and it's short, it moves fast. And uh that's it for this week. Stay classic.
1: Bust had a parking lot on smash Plus I got a seven with a four 54 with the in the foot That bitch got 125 on the dash On <laughs> the biggest
0: boss that you see thus far. I'm the, I'm the biggest boss that you see thus far On the biggest boss that you see thus far Cause it's just another day in the life of the guy God- coming in with The Boss off of Trilla by Rick Ross um, that should let you know we are smack dab in 2008 oh, yeah. March 9th to the 15th uh, other music out this week we got new releases uh, Midnight Boom by The Kills Super Abundance by Young Knives Elephant in the Room by Fat Joe Eleventh Hour by Del the Funk- Funky Homo Sapien Enigma uh, by El, Ni- El Nino These Are the Good Times People by the President of the United States of America still going Ego <laughs> Tripping by Snoop Dogg and White Lion's final album Return of the Pride and the
2: Pride
0: and the, yeah, uh, Flow by Flow Rider is still number one. Also, yeah, a little bit of music news. Um, yeah. yeah, look at that.
2: Yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, later than usual, but uh, Dave Clark 5, Madonna, Leonard Cohen, R.I.P., John Mellencamp, and The Ventures. Yeah, I love The Ventures. Not The Venture Brothers, The, the Surf Rock ones. The
0: Hawaii 5.0 people. Yeah. That song Rules. If I ever came out on a stage, I'd want to do it to that song with lights <laughs> light spinning everywhere. Uh, this hey TV news. A little early. I had this in the TV section. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot believe it. March twelfth, Hulu is now ten years old. Yeah, ten years old. It fe- doesn't. This technology still feel new. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'd do without it. Does. it but uh, yeah, I love my Hulu, but I really hate their new interface. I don't know why they want me to look at just one show per page on my television. But mm-hmm. if you're listening out there, anybody at Hulu, let me yeah. switch it back.
2: Well, it only took them nine years to make a show I wanted to watch. So. Oh, an original show? Yeah.
0: Well, it was more about, okay, like... maybe
2: eight. I guess difficult people count.
0: I was working in media uh, mm-hmm. around this time, and we were talking... Once Netflix came to our Xbox, meaning our televisions, because we could already watch it in our browser, but there wasn't really a good way to watch it on your television, mm-hmm. that changed everything. And we talked about, like, dude, if anything else like this comes out, we can cancel cable... We hate cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hate, I hate my cable company that I have to deal with them. And Hulu was that thing for me. Like, I never, ever, I'm not buying every show through iTunes, but I'll endure some commercials and pay seven bucks a month for Hulu. I'm a, I, I've been a Hulu subscriber since the beginning. Kind of love it. Um, but yes, March 9th through the 15th, movies of 2008. Uh, never Back Down, movie I've never heard of.
2: Um, Fightin' movie I've seen it Described oh, as Oh yes
0: A martial arts film
2: Yeah it's basically Karate Kid
0: <laughs> Yeah They, they kind of make Two of those a year And I never see mm. any of them uh, But also another movie I didn't see uh, Doomsday Starring uh, Rona Mitra Bob Hoskins And Malcolm McDowell
1: This is the end of the world <laughs> It was an epidemic Unlike any other Within days Millions were infected Within weeks <laughs> They were forced together.
2: Containment is our absolute priority. Blockade all bridges, streets, and rail links,
1: and then left to die. But twenty-five years after the outbreak, it's the virus. It's back.
0: Ah, doomsday Let's
2: mission. Send somebody into Scotland to figure out the cure for being Scottish. It, it looks,
0: it looks kind of cool, but yeah, Scotland is a containment area uh, 25 years in the future uh, to avoid a dangerous disease i have not seen this movie rebuild
2: hadrian's wall that's it's a great idea
0: <laughs> written and directed by neil marshall also made uh the Descent*, a movie i really dug Oh, okay. um also out this week probably the the big well the big movie for me mm-hmm. funny games ah. starring uh, naomi watts uh, michael pitt and tim roth
2: the remake
0: the remake of uh, but same director and writer yes he remade his own movie in english and this is—I don't know what to call this. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's just so sadistic. I love it, but I feel like I shouldn't watch it anymore. If any of that Michael Pitts character rubs off on you, you need to get scared because what's—it's about these two upper crust teenagers who just pop into a family's house and hold them hostage and terrorize them mercilessly for ninety minutes. It is super tense. It is deliciously dark. Uh, here's here's a, here's a little bit of a Michael Pitts character explaining the premise of the film.
1: Okay. We bet, what time is it? 8.40. That in, let's say, 12 hours, all three of you are going to (laughs) be kaput. Okay? What? You bet that you'll be alive tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we bet that you'll be dead. Okay? Okay.
0: There's nothing funny about this. It just, I, what a great villain. Yeah. Like fucking oh, spoiled so little horrible. rich kids with white gloves wielding uh wielding a golf club over everybody. Was it Michael Haneke? Is that the name of the director? Yep. Uh, I need to see more shit by him. Did you see this movie?
2: Yeah. Yeah? Uh, Not a fan? No, it's, a, it's just, it's a hard one. All of Michael Haneke's movies yeah. are just endurance tests for me because <laughs> he just wants to delve deep into just some of the ugliest of human nature mm-hmm. and just human behavior. That's like his jam. Yeah, um, it is
0: not a pleasant film to watch, but uh, it, yeah. it's masterful in what it tries to do.
2: Yeah, it's really, really well done, but it's the kind of thing, it's like, yep, and I'm never watching that. Thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about it, uh, but obviously that's not going to hit number one at the box office. <laughs> Uh, what movie will you say uh, ask Theodore Geisel from Beyond the Grave Horton Here's a Who goes to number one starring Jim Carrey Steve Carell Carol Burnett Dan Fogler
1: hello the creators of Ice Age take you into a world beyond your imagination hello, hello? who's there this is the mayor I don't exactly know how to tell you this but you're living on a speck seriously who is this is this Bert from Accounting? Jim Carrey. Mm, ah,
2: yeah. uh, that music though.
0: Yeah, a little We're Beetlejuice gonna, music. Yeah, we'll hear it in a little bit. A little coming Danny up, Elfman.
2: coming up on the show.
0: And I don't, I don't. The movie's not bad. It's one of it's the, okay. it's one of the better Dr. Seuss adaptations. And I say that as someone who loves Dr. Seuss and is not a fan of two-hour adaptations of 16-page books
2: oh but thank god just animate it just do it animated though yeah do never do a live action dr seuss again please
0: but i have a tremendous affection for the chuck jones um tv special Ooh. from the 70s yeah. i i don't know what happened i do know what happened it's so specific it's such a boring dumb story tnt premiered i'm learning tnt comes on the air i'm learning how to work a vcr they announce butter battle book and then like any other Dr. Sue special they could get the rights to hmm. but, and you know it's this is the monoculture with like not a lot of home video available and it was like oh my god if I put a tape in I can keep these forever so I watch this constantly hmm. uh, and it's a, it's it's very much similar to Chuck Jones uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas hmm. uh, except uh, the voice of Captain Hook plays like pretty much everybody oh. and June Foray pops right. up but gets a credit this time yeah. um, but yes I love Horton Here's a Who love the book I will just I'll decide how about I don't speak ill of the movie how about that
2: Fine. Mm-hmm. I saw most of it. it. was like, well, this is better than I anticipated. I really thought this would just be slap happy nonsense. Um,
0: bunch of yeah. bunch of poopy jokes. Uh,
2: I guess, yeah. Bunch I've of pop been, culture I, references. I thought it'd be dumbed down, um, more and just be generally stupid. Uh, no, I mean, kind of more like how the Lorax ended up It's a little uh, bit I, more I, I the wacky, Lorax. slappy.
0: They had to add so much to Pat Out the Lorax. Yeah. It was excruciating. But you know what it does have, Diana? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a song <laughs> performed by the entire cast. Speed Speedwagons Can't Fight This Feeling <laughs> as sung by Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, Amy Poehler, Carol Burnett, uh, Seth Rogen, Dan Fogler, Will Arnett, and Jesse McCarthy. Uh, uh, so yes, yeah, so if you'd like to hear okay. a little bit of that, I got it for you.
1: You're a candle in the window On a cold, dark winter's night Beautiful metaphor. And I'm getting closer than I ever thought I might <laughs> Ooh, That's a little high for me. Baby, I can't fight this God, you would, I started
0: fighting for. Oh the kids love Ario Speedwagon. What a great choice! No, that's, that's super cute. Uh, hats off to you, Horton. Here's a who you deserve the number spot. This movie was a huge success. Yep. Um, just, I, I, it's one of those things that, like, oh yeah, you, you don't really make sequels to Doctor Seuss stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, but moving into television, television real light this week. Mm. uh for 2008 i don't know why there's so many more there's much more channels than hulu is premiering but without an original show Mm. i think at this point they were pretty much um it was an agreement between fox and abc and nbc uh and that was it at this point cbs is out and they don't have a lot of cable channels so it's just the inventory they have and their first exclusives i don't want to shit on that any specifically but were just british shows like all of a sudden you know, the way anime people feel about Crunchyroll, if you were, mm. like, a huge Anglophile and wanted to see English shows day and date, Hulu oh. was a good mechanism for that in the beginning. Uh, but, yeah, Hulu, do I you abuse? You're know, not a Hulu
2: subscriber dying? Uh, no. No? No, actually, I'm not.
0: No, You have all the real channels, don't you? Yeah, a DVR. I
2: still do. I'm, like, the last person I know that has not cut the cord.
0: I, I cannot wait to cut it even further. Oh, my God. I'm going to get rid of Comcast entirely. I uh,
2: can't lose you, TCM. I just can't.
0: But, uh, oh, no, it works through, uh, what does it work through now? It works through one of the streaming services. I meant to tell you that. Like <laughs> Filmstruck or something like that. Um, but big TV news though. Mm-hmm. We are at the tenth anniversary of the end of the wire. Oh. A wonderful, wonderful program that it, it just went out so fucking well. Uh, did you see The Wire? I haven't finished the oh, Wire. Oh, White Shane. How dare wire. you can't you can't be a white liberal and haven't seen I The Wire. Know. Uh, so, how would I describe the wire to you? Because the first, the first season, I remember finding kind of dull, and the second mm-hmm. season is equally dull because they just introduced a new cast of characters. But like, it's just this beautiful, beautiful show made made by a uh, uh, created by journalists, really, mm-hmm. uh, set in Baltimore, and is all about how hardworking people fail the system. Yeah. And it's depressing at points, but it's fucking fascinating, and you get to see how everything gets shaped from the corner drug dealer to the mayor. And at this point they have like a hundred characters on the show. And this, there was never ratings gold, but the critics were way behind the wire and HBO. I I just liked that. They did this like, okay, well we're going to cancel this low rated show, but we're going to give you a fifth season of 10 episodes instead of 13 to wrap everything up. And it did so, so well. And you would like it, Mm -hmm. Diana, because this season, uh, first season's pretty much exclusively cops. Second season is, The Death of the Working Class. Uh, And then we move into the breakdown of law enforcement, four-season education. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing the lives of teachers in inner cities. It's crazy. There's a huge cast in the wire. And the fifth season focuses on the breakdown of print journalism.
2: I've had people ask me Mm -hmm. how how does this hold up to what you've seen in actual newspaper newsrooms and that's when i have to go i haven't watched it i'm sorry
0: and that's sort of the
2: i'll watch it now that's
0: sort of the overarching plot of the show this time uh mcnulty one of the detectives who's been around since the first season is kind of disgusted by the department not getting the funding it needs to take a serious crack at crime in baltimore Mm. so he finds a homeless guy uh dead and he forces his fingers around his throat. Uh, and, I yeah, so he can frame this as a serial killer strangler that oh. the news is then manipulated, like, as he wanted, the news is then manipulated uh, into reporting about, how are we going to stop this thing? This is a scourge going around our city. And all of a sudden the police department starts getting funding as oh. the cop continues to lie about the deaths of these homeless people and inner city people. Oh my God. Uh, and it's it's great. It's a really, really good season. I cannot believe you haven't watched no, this.
2: I'm sorry. And it,
1: it even
0: has a new restored I'm sorry. It's probably like one of the only shows from 2008 that has a rem- remastered version. <laughs> they shot it all full screen, very particularly, and had to go in frame by frame and like optimize it for widescreens because they got it was shot on film. But uh, I've always wanted to rewatch it, die. Right. If you're ever in, okay. Uh, okay. But that is it for television this week. Games of 2008, March 9th through the 15th. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl makes its debut in the U.S. We talked about that in the previous episode when it mm-hmm. came out in Japan. Uh, March 11th also saw the release of Ratchet and Clank: Size Matters for PS2. What? In 2008, yeah, that was still happening a lot. Uh, Condemned 2, Bloodshot. That was the end of that series. Um, mm-hmm. And House of the Dead 2 and 3 return a bundle for optimized for Wii and motion control so you can shoot zombies. I love the House of the Dead series. <laughs> but that is it for 302010, folks. We want you to leave a comment at 302010.net or lasertimepodcast.com, however you can. Also, remember, we are supported by Patreon. Patreon.com slash lasertime. We have a ton of exclusives over there for you. Over 100 full-length movie commentaries, video commentaries of cartoons. There's plenty of stuff there for you to enjoy in a weekly bonus podcast just for you, tentatively titled Bonus Time. For 120 episodes. Anything you want to plug, Di? What's your Twitter? Where can people find you?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at lecine nerd. Tweeting mm. uh, movie stuff mostly. You know. <laughs> can Whatever. you con- can you calm the
0: excitement just a little bit?
2: No. We have to
0: do the birthday quiz.
2: We don't have a birthday quiz because there's only one person here, but we have birthday fun facts.
0: Birthday fun facts, but fine. We
2: can start with deaths, though. Deaths. Uh, 1988, we lost Andy Gibb, the Gibb brother that's not in the Bee Gees. He was only 30. Drug, wow. Drugs are bad. Mm. And, uh, oh, this was sad, though. In 1998, we lost Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Secret comedy gold Lloyd Bridges. He was 85.
0: One of the episodes in the next episode will be dedicated to Lloyd Bridges.
2: Huh. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so normally we do a birthday quiz.
0: You don't... Oh, I don't get to do it?
2: Oh! oh
0: birthday is a Is that jodily, fine? Jodily,
2: jodily, yeah, you can just play it. Yeah, <laughs> <jodily>, <laughs> Just turn it down a little bit. But, uh... Yeah, because this, you can't have a quiz with one person. It's just gonna be me listing things at you let's until you how, get let's it. Let's see how that's, long it
0: takes me to get it. That's
2: boring. But so birthday fun facts. I have two fun birthday fun facts for mm-hmm. us. For uh, March 14th, uh, March 14th, 1933, both Michael Caine and Quincy Jones were born. Oh, they are turning 85. They're birthday buddies. How
0: are you there, Quincy? Thanks for telling the world about the affair between Marlon Brando <laughs> and Richard Pryor.
2: Exactly. we all wanted to know that when you're 85 you don't give a fuck
0: i want more interviews with quincy jones immediately i
2: loved it please i loved every please. second of it you just why why would you care you're a living legend you don't care yeah i'll
0: tell you how jfk died no problem yeah whatever
2: <laughs> and then uh on that same day their other birthday buddy but not the same year but someone who fits into our show steph curry He's really? turning 30 He was born 1988 All Also right. March 14th Yay Well that is
0: it for the show folks so Thank folks you so much for words. listening Go leave a comment on 302010.net Let us know what we missed Or what we could have expanded on Thank you so much for listening Remember patreon.com slash laser time Is how we're supported uh, We will take you out with Sensual Seduction by Snoop Dogg Oh
2: yeah See you
0: next week folks
1: I'm gonna take my time She gonna get hers before I I'm gonna take it slow I'm not gonna rush the stroll So she can get a sensual seduction So I can get a sensual seduction So we can get a sensual seduction Sensual seduction